Hello and welcome back to the British English Podcast. Today I'm going to fill you in on an injury that I've had recently as it brought up some interesting cultural differences as I went through the healing process. Um, I also want to say that uh, as I've been getting a few more comments on Instagram saying that people assume they are listening to a gentleman of a certain age teach them British English, I want I want to actually put you straight. I'm 31 years of age. I'm 31 years old. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that you think I was a, um, a gentleman of a certain age. But yeah, I'm 31 uh, as I record this episode. And I say that because I feel like age is somewhat relevant to my injury and uh, outlook on the healthcare systems I mention in today's episode in part one, two and three. So yeah, I'm in my early 30s and yeah, I've, I've been in a wheelchair for the last couple of weeks. So um, a lot to get through. And for that reason, let's get straight into it. You know what I've taken for granted way too long? Being able to walk, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, supporting your weight evenly without needing to painstakingly grope for anything and everything in sight that you can cling on to to support your weight. I mean, I had another injury earlier in the year where I broke a bone in my thumb and due to some complications with the possibility of the tendon flinging back up my wrist, they put me in a cast uh, and that was annoying. That was definitely annoying. But the most annoying thing was not being able to open uh, little things like Ziploc bags and uh, wipe my own, own ass. But walking, without walking, I can't even get to the toilet. In fact, in the first week of recovery, I just had to piss myself on the sofa. Need to get a new sofa now, but uh, no joking. I, I did manage to avoid peeing my pants, but um, simply things like getting up from the sofa to go to the toilet have been some of the hardest missions of my cushy little life. And I have created a worksheet for you to access for free that covers some of the vocabulary and definitions in this video. If you would like to access it, all you need to do is click the link in the description box. You enter your name and your email address and then you will immediately get access to a bunch of free resources I have taken a long time to make for you. So. Click that link in the description box that says free worksheet and you can enjoy that whilst consuming this episode. And I've got a whole year ahead of recovery. There are certain milestones that make progress a lot more manageable. But yeah, this injury is setting me back a whole f***ing year. But anyway, let me tell you what I've actually done to myself and how it all happened. But a quick word from today's sponsor. All right, today's sponsor is Lingoda, who are offering you a wonderful opportunity to inject a mammoth amount of motivation into your English studies for a period of three months to break beyond your current level of English. Just like I'm currently doing with my Spanish studies right now with them. I'm a paying customer with exactly the same treatment that anyone who's not an A-lister like me would have to pay. And I'm absolutely loving the experience. And I'd go as far to say the motivation that it is giving me and my Spanish studies is 
next to none. I've never experienced this before. I personally really struggle to keep a consistency up in terms of booking classes online or self-study, but due to the cashback reward they incentivize us with, I've attended every single class so far. I'm halfway through, so fingers crossed still. Um, but I've also prepared for each one apart from one, which was a bit challenging. So from then on, I've always been motivated to dedicate at least 20 minutes of my time to prepping for class by going through the lesson slides and getting familiar with the language so that I can actually be brave enough to, to give it a go in class. And if I'm ever feeling a little bit lazy or a bit under the weather, I say to myself, is this worth losing $300 over? And uh, because I hate losing money, I've always managed to show up to class. I reckon I've actually made the same or maybe more progress with my Spanish in the last six weeks than I did living in a Spanish-speaking country for nine months, which might shock you, but the process, it just works perfectly for people like myself. So, If you struggle with consistency and motivation for self-study, then I really recommend giving the Lingoda Language Sprint a go. I'm enjoying it so much that I'm thinking about doing the next one and even upping it to the Super Sprint because I'm currently doing the Sprint and I'm finding it manageable. I book a, a week or two ahead and I get exactly the right class that I wanted available at multiple times throughout the day. And sometimes I'm getting one-to-one -one tuition because no one else has booked that time. So yeah, I'll tell you the details required for this upcoming sprint later on in this video, but just know I'm having a whale of a time improving my Spanish and I think it's a great opportunity for you to check out if you're interested in improving your English, business English, uh, French, Spanish, or German. All right, so I'm a Brit living abroad in Australia. And uh, what do us Brits like to do when we're away from home in a hot country? We like to get our tops off and sunbathe to the point where we are burnt to a crisp. And then to cool off, jump in the sea, and that is where I got attacked by a shark, and it bit my leg off. Well, no, that, that wouldn't work, because I don't have any teeth marks on my leg. Uh, a toothless shark pulled my leg, and it tore at my right knee until one of my ligaments fully ruptured. Okay, no shark attack, no shark attack. What actually happened, was I was taking a dog for a walk and uh, came upon a river. The dog went to have a little drink. And before I knew it, a crocodile came out from nowhere. So I naturally just jumped in the way and did the crocodile roll with it. And I came out with one less ligament in my knee, but the croc came off worse. You, sh you should have seen him. He was fine. Fine, fine. I didn't wrestle with a shark or a crocodile. I was playing football. Um, you know, normal football, not what Australians or Americans call football. And uh, my team, we were one goal behind with 60 seconds left on the clock. And I went to tackle to get the ball. The guy fainted right and sharply turned left. I followed suit and went down like a baby, crying my 
eyes out, holding my knee, saying, Ah, my knee, my knee, I want my mummy. <laughs> Thankfully, though, they were so taken aback by the drama, my teammate nabbed the ball off the opponent and scored two goals in quick succession, so we won the match, which obviously is the important part of the story. Meanwhile, I still had two minutes of wailing like a baby left in me as right then I thought I had either dislocated my kneecap or broken my leg. Ugh, it was horrible. But then the pain subsided almost as quickly as it came about and I actually managed to walk off the pitch and drive myself home. I was very confused. I told my girlfriend and she did what I imagine all soulless partners do which was to downplay it and tell me to be quiet because her favorite youtuber was just getting engaged (laughs) i'm joking she was relatively sympathetic but we had no idea the damage i'd caused at the time three days later not much had changed actually until the second episode happened Sydney is currently in lockdown and my friend is living on his own. And although it was a bit naughty, my girlfriend had baked too many brownies for the both of us and we knew he loved them. So I decided to go on a stealth mission and drive over to his at night in the pitch black to drop these delicious delights at his door. I parked up out of sight. I pulled the key out and opened the door as silent as a mouse. And then a lot happened in a very short space of time. You see, I forgot to put the handbrake on. So as I was sliding out of the door, the car rolls forward. I lose grip of the door. The car hits a bollard. My knee buckles and I face plant the concrete floor and am back at it, wailing like a baby. And to top it all off, the car alarm goes off and wakes up everyone in the building. The lights go on, security comes running out and the brownies lay forgotten. The drama. Thankfully though, they were more worried about my health rather than fining me for delivering some baked goods to a friend. But it told me something very important. My knee needs some medical attention as soon as possible. And I'll tell you what the doc had to say in a second. Actually, no. I was, uh, I was utterly amazed at the doctor's lame attempt at a diagnosis. A physio saved the day. But yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. We rudely interrupt your viewing experience because you absolutely have to get our brand new free ebook and audiobook that will help anyone dramatically improve their IELTS speaking score. Find it in the description box below. Back to your viewing experience in three, two, one. Right, I'm at the hospital. They feel me up and then get an x-ray. All fine. They do some more tests and conclude that I am apparently tickety-boo. I hobble out, fuming, because now I've got to go down the private healthcare route. So I pay for a physio, I pay for a CT scan, I pay for an MRI... I think the the CT scan was was covered by free healthcare, but still, I forked out for an MRI and uh, a physio, and lo and behold, I was not tickety-boo. 
The physio felt me up good and proper, way better than the doctor ever could at the public hospital. And he nailed it. He said, you've torn your ACL, which is an important ligament in the knee. You know, the things that keep bones attached to bones at the joint. And pardon my privileged uh, problems, but I had just bought all the gear for two upcoming ski trips. Um, Another weekend booked away to do some golf because I'm apparently already retired and a bunch of other things that I had to cancel. Anyway, I have to go back to that incompetent doctor, show him my MRI that proves I have no ligament to use. And he says, ah, okay, you're going to need surgery. I was like, ah, surgery? He was like, yeah, you're going to be going under the knife, son. (laughs) So I ran home with my tail between my legs saying, I've got to have surgery, oh no. And being that I live with my head up my own ass, I assumed they would have me in to operate you know, in the next week or so, but no, no, no. There is a big waiting list and one doth wait one's time. Typically a six month waiting list. So I was having to come to terms with living a very dull existence, in my opinion, for at least six months before I would undergo surgery and then start recovering from that. But a little magical fairy enters the story and her name is Delta. And I'll tell you how this little fairy called Delta saved me $14,000 after a little reminder from today's sponsor. Okay, I'm back to give you the lowdown on how and when to join the Lingoda Language Sprint. It starts on October 31st, 2021, but you need to sign up before October 15th. Both the Sprint and Super Sprint require a €49 deposit, but if you use the voucher code CHAMP57 or click the link in the show notes of this episode, then you will get €20 discount on that initial deposit. The payments you need to make are in three instalments throughout the three months. So there's no need to feel like you need to rob a bank to be able to pay uh, all of the tuition fees up front. And the rules are simple. Attend 30 classes a month for three months for the Super Sprint and get a 100% cashback reward. Attend 15 classes a month for three months for the sprint and get a 50% cashback reward. As I said, I'm doing the sprint and I find it manageable and sometimes want a few more classes in the month. So I'm contemplating doing the super sprint next time. Every day is a commitment, but I'm seeing so much of an improvement with my Spanish speaking skills with uh, the dread of losing around about $300 that doubling that incentive to, you know, 100% cash back for the Super Sprint will probably enable me to complete the Super Sprint and progress even faster, which is what it's all about, right? I've also found to my surprise that of the dozen or so teachers I've had so far, I'd honestly be happy to have one-to-one lessons with all of them. As a teacher myself, 
I'm really picky and I was genuinely impressed with the overall level of all the teachers that I've experienced so far in the sprint. So yeah, ask yourself if you are willing to dedicate your time and energy to something for the next three months. But if you are, then get ready and get excited for a really fun language learning experience. As always, check all the rules carefully before signing up. In the past, I've seen some people miss out due to limited spaces. So if you're keen, don't wait until October 15th. Act now, secure your space and limber up for the start of a new you on October 31st, 2021. Again, the link is in the description box of this episode. And remember to use the voucher code CHAMP57 to get €20 off the €49 deposit, which helps us massively because it shows we are worth sponsoring, meaning we get to give you free episodes to enjoy in the future. So I'm in the surgeon's office and he hits me with my three options. Option one, have the operation done next week by the head surgeon who has or 99% success rate with over a thousand operations under his belt. Option two, go on the waiting list, which at that time was approximately six months and be operated on by the head surgeon. Okay. Option three, go on the waiting list, but be operated on by a trainee doctor. Now, I know what you're thinking. Just stop telling me any more options. Option one was the best one. Go with that one, Charlie. Go with that. Not so fast as option one and option two come with a price tag. Option one would have set me back approximately $14,000. And option two would have been uh, just shy of $7,000. So given that I'd have to sell a kidney for either of those options, I opted for option three for the time being and said I'd uh, I'd mull it over as to whether I should fork out for option two and pay $7,000 for the head surgeon to operate on me six months down the line. Five days go past and I was genuinely on the verge of ringing up to say I'd pay for the head surgeon to operate on me for $7,000. But before doing so, I got a phone call saying, may have heard that the Delta variant of COVID is causing the government to put a hold on any elective surgeries in Sydney's public hospitals for the time being. Meaning my wait time was going to extend beyond the six months I was predicted. But, but put down that you are available last minute and the government has given private clinics the go-ahead for a number of elective surgeries this week. Given that you said you are available so last minute, would you be willing to have surgery at our private clinic with the head surgeon in three days time? Um, I'll have to think about that. Yes, please. Okay, Charles, we'll see you shortly and don't forget to fast the evening before the operation. I could not believe my luck. And although I take the pandemic seriously, right then and there, that was the silver lining of lockdown for me. So that was part one of the story. I hope you noticed some of the vocabulary I was using and enjoyed hearing about my drama. 
In part two and three, I'm going to get into the horrific experience in the operating theatre, the noticeable differences between British and Australian healthcare systems, um, what living in a wheelchair for a couple of weeks has taught me, if I'm likely to make a full recovery or not. To get part two and three with manually edited transcripts and a full glossary, then head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com. But that's all from me from part one. Remember to check out Lingoda. Thanks again for listening to the end of part one. I hope you enjoy part two and three. But if not, my name's Charlie Baxter and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast. Podcast.